0: dedicated to trots racing on winners welcome to Gate Speed. morning bakes what's doing
1: oh you know this and that just uh currently uh, working through mirror perform for thursday which looks a very good meeting but um apart from that just excited to be on the radio with you and talking about the trots oh that's a uh, very
0: sweet thing to say and you're a sweet fellow um we've got <laughs> uh, we've learned plenty over the uh, over the course of another uh, hectic weekend um where do we start
1: we could have started and finished anywhere. We could have done uh, 10 things we learnt this week, probably, but we'll try and condense it to five because we don't have all day. I reckon it's worth starting the New South Wales, Trotters Oaks, Royal Charlotte. Um, incredible win. She was massive odds, which, oh, look, I, I didn't have a bet in the race, but a little bit surprising. She was 20, 25 to 1, but um, she's just been an improving trotter uh, right through her career. She's getting better all the time in the way. She beat Sleepy and, uh, and the rest of her rivals in the New South Wales, Trotters Oaks. I think big props to... To Paul and Carrie Males, obviously an excellent drive from Zach Phillips, and um, and uh, while she's probably not got the, the profile of some of her contemporaries, uh, I think she's going to go on with the job and, and sort of prove to be a pretty good trotter.
0: Well, Ribs himself, Paul Males sort of said uh, was taken more as a travelling partner for Red Hot Tooth, so it was I guess it was difficult to get too heavily involved, but gee, she sprinted with intent and really looked like a very promising trotter of the future, the way she won. Now, Sleepy did seem to get a bit sleepy up the straight, but
1: it was a big win in the end. Huge, excellent win, Um, obviously enjoyed the big open expanses of Menangle, won't get that so much down here in Victoria, but um, certainly not tight tracks at Melton and and the like, so uh, yeah, can't see any reason why she won't go on with the job now, given that, as I mentioned, I I sort of felt she was building towards something of that nature, um, heading towards this race anyway. Well,
0: I wish you'd told us all. Uh, second thing we learned, Andy Galino went on a spree, a two-state spree. We don't see this a lot in the trots. You see it a lot more in the thoroughbreds, obviously, but um, a four-timer, the biggest of them being, of course, Dance Craze winning the La Cucaracha. Um, take us through that win and all of Anton's wins, but also I want your opinion. It's very hard when, um, I guess, the the champion trotter or the, the best trotter going around in Tornado Valley is off the scene, but is Dance Craze putting forward a case to, say, she in fact is the best trotter in Australia, or not?
1: Ah, uh, no, no, no. Of course, okay. I'd, I'd say she's still a. She's probably in that group with Big Jack Hammer, just a half half level below Tornado Valley. To be fair to him, but um, she's certainly in the conversation for top three, and, and she probably sits comfortably inside the top three. To be fair to her, so uh, look, she's a she's probably a little bit one dimensional. We saw that again on the weekend. She came from well off speed, used her turner foot. It's obviously a very good trick when she can do it the way she does, but in in races where Tornado Valley's going to get to the front and dominate proceedings, it's going to be very hard for her to run him down now that uh, that won't always happen there will be some big races where there's pressure on but his dynamic gate speeds um, obviously very important but more to the point who went on the weekend was uh, was breathtaking really she just did dance craze things didn't she she's sort of becoming synonymous with this big booming finish um, she got over the top of Pete's Queen her stablemate, who was similarly excellent after galloping early so uh, she seems to be heading back towards um, that form that we saw maybe three or four or five months ago from her and and uh, as you say it was it was a four timer, majestic player was also a big winner at Menangle on uh Saturday night and uh, and then a couple down in Victoria all cashed up, clearly the most impressive of the two winners because he again galloped early doors, lost a lot of ground and won with some sort of arrogance, I would have thought, and we'll um we might speak to a key player in the New South Wales Trotters Derby a little bit later, uh, with Ray Harvey having the penny drops, but um the way all cashed up one and has won his last two uh, he's going to probably be favourite, I would have thought. Uh, having a quick scan of the field and, um, and uh, yeah, he, he couldn't have been more impressive on Saturday night.
0: We're told still that Alpha Male is overwhelmingly likely to head over to New Zealand for the Harness jewels, but I've got a funny feeling there's a little bit of a backup being created for all cashed up. It was just a, a phenomenal win, really, under the circumstances. You know I'm a big proponent of the concept that um, sometimes galloping in a trotting race isn't the worst thing in the world because so many horses do seem to recover well from it, but the critical stage at which we're all cashed up uh, did gallop in a race where it had to make up the ground very, very quickly and then go past them. I thought it was a particularly impressive win.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. He galloped so early that he just had to chase flat out for the the entire trip so um it wasn't as if it did him any favors to get that that breather he was sort of chasing for for the first mile or, or a little bit less of the 2240 rather than um rather than getting a, a breather as you like to call it in the in the latter part of the race so uh, just uh just an outstanding win and um look he's clearly still not the complete product i think that's fair to say but but the way he won if he puts it all together at any stage he could be um well he could be anton galeno's next big star couldn't he
0: He could be. Um, He's got some pretty good horses. Majestic player, another one likely to go over for the Harness Jewels after a dominant win at Tabcorp Park, Menangle on uh, on Saturday night. We move on to the win of Tell Me Tales, who I've said forever in a day is the best mare in Australia now I know on a couple of occasions through circumstance she might not have been able to completely confirm that and I guess she didn't completely confirm it on Saturday night but she certainly uh, did a massive job brilliant drive by Matty Craven and to just drill your rivals into submission in uh, sub 153 uh, a really great indication of just how talented Tell Me Tales is
1: Well yeah there's two ways to look at this one is that there were probably five, six, seven excellent runs in the race behind her and and probably the more pertinent way to look at it is how could they possibly turn the tables on her heading into this week um particularly but also i guess the 2700 of the of the queen of the pacific in 2 weeks time is a little bit curious, um, but she, she just stays all day. You would have thought the way that she races her pattern, and Maddie Craven did a really good job to get her into the race nice and early when she has proven vulnerable. It's been when she's been out the back over these sprint trip races and not been able to get into it. He took that out of the equation immediately, uh, got her into the breeze, and, um, and as, uh, as we've sort of outlined, she just, she monstered her rivals really. She was just, uh, a cut above them. A 3.2 meter winning margin is probably, uh, not quite indicative of how dominant she was, so, um, uh, yeah, she'll start a dollar thirty this week. I would have thought, despite as I said, there being three or four good runs behind her. Uh, our step up was was really good without um, or with a soft trip. Beresari obviously is going to improve off that. Reciprocity didn't have much luck. Uh, makes every sense in the same basket. So uh, great race to make mine, Cullen. But Tell Me tales, I think, probably did just assert herself as as that level above the rest. Yeah, um, there's been
0: three, I reckon. Michael Howard from Harness Racing Victoria did all the hard work to to go through the unofficial Mayor's Triple Crown and work ad who's swept the lot. There's been three in the last uh, 20 years or around that mark. Now, I should, sort of said at the start of the series, tell-me-tells would do it, but I've got a funny feeling. I'm not sure I agree with you. I'm not sure a dollar thirty will be the price because Beresari looks the likely leader just on a quick perusal of the field. And if Beresari's in front... Uh, are we that bullish about Tell Me Tales that it could whip around and sit outside Beresari who's just been one of the best mares going around for the last three or four years and you just think she'll own her? Yep,
1: yeah, she will, she absolutely will so uh, well, well, I'm happy to pile into whatever price they put up if it's better than even money about Tell Me Tales because uh, based on what I know of her I would have thought she would um, she would sit outside Beresari. Interestingly Beresari can I suspect become the first horse to win the Mayor's Triple Crown in different years because she won the first two legs last year, obviously um, got knocked off in the Queen of the Pacific. If she was to, to sort of find that form heading towards the 2700, she could um, she could do the unofficial, unofficial triple crown. It's like the
0: career slam in tennis. Yeah. Like you just get, a, you just, just get bits and bobs everywhere. I don't mind that from Beresari. Um, you, you do have a history of doing this and you're doing it again when you take a horse I really love and then when I when I start to think, well, maybe they're vulnerable, then oh. you pile in. Oh. You come from left field and just crash the pack, Richie Vandenberg style. A Chicago <laughs> Bull was was arguably the biggest story of the weekend, returning from what looked to be a career-threatening injury early doors. Um, just based on the way you've written up this question, you won comfortably, but you, I, I'm slightly concerned you didn't think he was overly impressive.
1: Oh, not, not necessarily. I don't have I don't have okay. a real opinion. I thought that you know, uh, you being the host might like to pose the question and, and we could talk through it and, and sort of sort through the issues. But uh, obviously not. I just saw some, you know, a little bit of shade being thrown on social media, suggesting he looked a little bit sore and was exactly the same as it was before he had that that um, incredibly uh, serious back injury. So, look, he was impressive enough. They let him do his own thing Uh, when they when they let him find the front in these races around Gloucester Park. I can't see him getting beaten anytime soon, but. you know, I guess the the real test comes when he faces uh, the Eastern State horses if he ever comes back this way, which I'm sure he will at some stage. Um, maybe even a New Zealand into the Dominion, despite the uh, the horrors that befell him last time he was over in New Zealand. But no, um, oh, no opinion from me. It was a soft win. I I don't know how much he had left in the tank. I, you obviously think he had plenty. Oh look,
0: well, I just felt like it was a really fundamental win. Now I I wouldn't say. Of all the great judges out there, I wouldn't say, I I don't even think I probably concentrated that much on his action. It was just how how smooth, like how easily he seemed to just do his work out in front. It was obviously against inferior opposition. He won comfortably. I'll go back and have another look but I really think that uh, you know, I want to see him go around two or three times before you start to make an assessment whether he's back to his very best. He's going to be good enough, I think, to win almost everything he he can test as long as he's 90-95% but interesting to hear that I, I, uh, I follow a few less people on social media than you, so I didn't see the shade being is, uh, thrown.
1: Is there a, a horse in Perth that would want to park him in any race, or not so much?
0: Not right now, is there? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, when I go through the horses who are winning the, the, the good races in Perth at the moment, I don't think anyone would want to park Chicago, unless there was the Whisper around Town that uh, that he wasn't 100% at his best and we know that Greg and Sky Bond are, uh, are probably the team if they have a very good horse that would probably try such a venture but at the moment you'd, you'd imagine all Chicago Bull would have to do is turn up and continue to be running uh, you know electric final halves and it would be very hard to create a case where you wanted to make life hard for him and even harder for yourself but they do things differently in the wild wild west uh, final point before we get a couple of guests on hopefully or at least one here on Gate Speed this morning Spankham spins around for another group one this was a Messenger. There was a lot of good racing at Alexandra Park again on Friday night, including Sunday Sun sweeping the Anzac Cup, Row Cup double. But Spankham did it again. Turn it up was outstanding. We've since heard that Spankham will go for a break and will not attack the harness. Jules making Turn it Up virtually unbeatable. Give us a give us a little rundown of Spankham's season and what you thought on Friday night, and also your favourite horse, Chase Auckland, who went okay, but I'm not sure he's going as well as he can.
1: Yeah, um, Oh, there's probably a lot lot to cover here. Spankham obviously uh, has done a terrific job this season. He's um, he's sort of been that unfashionable horse and I think you've mentioned it on social media. I do follow you, unlike you who doesn't follow me, but um, I think you did mention it a, a week or so ago that he just sort of turns up and does a job that uh, that not many others can and he doesn't get the, the plaudits or respect or the, the profile of others. So he's had a really good season um you know, particularly given he's only four year old and he went through that into the Minion campaign, it was a good win on the weekend. It didn't come without some um, some nervous moments. He he sort of hopped and skipped at well, what the the 1600 meter mark with about a lap and a half to go. He um, look, I'm not saying he almost fell, but he definitely got a bit choppy in his action for a stride, which uh, Aaron White, the caller, mentioned. He got himself back uh, back into his gate really quickly, obviously, and uh, and was too good for Turn It Up, who's run home really well. Uh, look, Chase Auckland, uh, you know. It's not. It's not a suitable race. If he was in front, uh, who knows what he might have done. But he's he's ended up having to park over the 2700. Um, I just don't think it was a, a suitable sort of event for him. Maybe he's not going quite as good as I thought he could. But um, I'm not going to cast uh, too harsh a judgment on him just yet. Uh, in terms of uh the rest of the night obviously the Row Cup was uh, was an excellent race race with Sunday Sun. We saw Sweet on me who mm. I think um a lot of people have a big opinion of she won the two year old uh, group one race and and uh, also enhanced your calm on the, the Trotter's Derby. I'm not sure if he's uh contesting the Jewels, is he? I know that um Mark Purden confirmed some this morning and, and confirmed some would be out, including Spankham. But um, yeah, and Hansi a obviously a top-notch three-year-old trotter and it would be interesting to see him take on a horse like Alpha Male um, if he was to head to New Zealand. Yeah,
0: well, I really hope that he is going around in Hansi He probably wasn't as impressive... Uh in the, in the group one on Friday night But um, that would have been one of the marquee matchups Or I thought he and Alpha Male If Alpha Male does decide to go And we're given every indication he will be there It's time for a guest here on Gate Speed Before we wind it all up And it's a man who's got a runner in the New South Wales Trotters Derby On the weekend at Tabcor Parkman Angle He is Ray Harvey, good morning to you Ray Morning, how are you? Very good thanks mate, you must be having yeah. a hell of a lot of fun here Breeder, owner And this horse the penny drops um, Very very talented mate
2: yeah, he seems to go all right. We do have a bit of fun. We like our horses,
1: so yeah, we're pretty happy with him. Ray, he's um, he's been, as you say, uh, as Jason says, he's he's done a terrific job on the track. But it wasn't always that way. I know there's a there's a really good backstory with him. He was uh, he was not the most forward horse as a, as a younger horse, and he took quite a while to to sort of get to the races and um, and uh, and a lot of hard work.
2: Yeah, he was. He wouldn't um, wouldn't go forward when we broke him in and. Just by a chance one day, the missus walked past him and he followed her off, you know, and he just, and ever since then, if, as long as something go well, back then, if something went with him, he was as good as gold. Now he doesn't care, but yeah, he's a funny little horse. He's, he's Well, he's not little, but uh, he's a very social horse, you know, he's always got to have a mate around him and that, and he seems to find that to his liking.
0: So this takes us to the next question about travelling. He has gone on a bit of a road trip here and there, but he's going up all the way to Sydney for the first time, so he's having his first little interstate tour, so to speak. Uh, have you got any issues with what he'll be like going uh, going on the float trip up to Sydney, or will he be 100% sweet?
2: Nah, he'll be sweet. He's, he just cops everything in his stride nowadays. He just, nothing seems to upset him. Um, you know, in saying that, you never know. You get there, and perhaps he doesn't like it. But we're staying at uh, Darren Hancock's, and there's other horses there, and hopefully everything goes good.
1: He's a horse who you, you probably haven't been scared to throw into the deep end, Ray. You've you've raced him against the older horses uh, when required through the middle part of this preparation, and um, and he's he, you know he's faced obviously some of the better trotters around. Going to 2,400 metres, it's it's obviously his first crack at a mile and a half. Do you think that will be a suitable assignment?
2: No, I think it will. I really think the further he goes, the better he gets. You know, he likes time to get through his gears. Even though he's gone 58-something at Melton one night, I still think he's a better horse if he's just let settle down and gradually build into the race, you know, and that's where the 2400 will suit him. And I think Melton Menangle being in a big flat track will suit him even better.
0: Do you reckon he's a legitimate winning chance? Looking on paper, without an alpha male there or something else, there's no horse, I don't think, in this race that's head head and shoulders above anything else. Are you going there thinking to yourself, our primary option is to go there, give him a trip away, give him that experience and come back here, and if he runs well, we'll be happy? Or are you going there thinking, we're going to take these on, we've got a real good chance of beating them, Ray?
2: Well, both, really. Uh, If you go away on a trip like that, it helps them all the time. And I really think he's a big chance. You know,
1: he's yeah. only got to step properly and get a nice run, and and he'll give. We, we lost. Might lost we might have lost Ray if. Uh, you there? Yeah, yes. we've we've still got you, Ray. Just um, just um, before we we let you go, Ray, it's um, he's he, he's obviously done a really good job so far in terms of the horses you've had. I know a lot of people will remember, Baltimore Boy, but um, but talk us through your sort of career as a trainer and and where he he sits for you.
2: Ah, uh, well, he's obviously the best horse I've had. I've only had a couple of paces before Baltimore Boy and then Baltimore Boy. Um, mainly I was a thoroughbred bloke before all these come along, So, but he's definitely the best horse I've had.
1: For our, for our nostalgic listeners, Ray, do you, have, uh, do you have a thoroughbred that we might remember?
2: <laughs> oh, look, I was a foreman at uh, Ingham's in Sydney for oh, seven or eight years, and they had all the... The good horses were all there. They're not octagonal, all those sort of horses. Um, so, you know, I've handled plenty of good horses. I used to fly around with Ingham's horses when they had to fly from Brisbane to Melbourne or things like that. So, yeah, I've been around.
0: Ray, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm here supposedly hosting a three-code uh, show, so we don't want to be throw too much shade in the thoroughbreds, but we welcome you to the trots, and hopefully you can break through for a big win on Saturday <laughs> night, mate.
2: Yeah, well, we hope so. We'll, we'll go up there and... Uh, if it's to be, it'll be. If not, no, well, we won't worry about it. We'll come home, try again. Good luck, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate
0: it. There's Ray Harvey. I reckon we're just about done. Bakes, anything you want to add before we shoot you off?
1: Oh, not really. I was happy to chat to Ray a bit more about the earmorses. I was going to talk about ambulance and over and... We could have talked all day, but unfortunately you decided to cut Ray short there.
0: Oh, I tell you what, I didn't cut him short. And if you want to give him a call, <laughs> dial his number again and say, "Get G'day, Ray Blake, again. Just wanted to continue our chat. Thanks for joining us, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Mont. Skinny break now on RSN 927's Winners. When we return, Warren Huntley will take us through track work at Flemington.